Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Hellmendaller, and today we are joined by Raven Pierce, a class of 2023 psych major and also a wellness ambassador. How are you doing today, Raven? I'm doing good. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so could you tell me a little bit of what you do as a wellness ambassador? Yeah, so typically you will find me behind the desk during my shift, but um, throughout the shift, I'm working on initiatives for outreach and events, which is the subgroup I'm a part of. And I'm also part of the diversity, equity, inclusion, and art therapy subgroup. So really like making marketing, um, like flyers for the subgroups and like thinking of initiatives and like ways we can really spread the word about health and wellness on campus. So yeah. And so that seems very in line with an initiative you've been planning. So the Black and Brown Girl Wellness Series, what is that? This idea was birthed from a research that I had did over the summer with Dr. Parker from the School of Education. And in that research, we looked at how black women use expressive arts as a tool to like navigate their oppressive experiences. And so it made me think like, wow, this is definitely something that would be beneficial to a lot of black and brown girls on campus. And I really took that idea and thought like, hey, maybe we can make like some type of series because we have, you know, like different series in the wellness center. And I felt like this would be a really beneficial one to bring these women into this space for them to get familiar with the wellness center, but also how like they could use wellness and have it more applicable to like their lives. Mm. And so tell me a little bit more about that summer research. So how did you come up with the idea for that and what did you end up finding? Yeah, so like you said, I'm a psychology major, but I'm also really interested in art. So I was like, hmm, how could I combine the two? And my spirituality is very important to me, as with Dr. Parker. So her background is with spirituality and like coping, especially for like adolescents of color. And so we combined both of our interests and created this project. And so it's a qualitative research that we're currently writing the manuscript now. Hopefully we can get it published. Um and finished up in the spring, but we had a art therapy or an expressive art session in the wellness center where the women came in and we they painted on our topic of like how to use your spirituality to navigate through oppressive experiences. And then pretty much in a round table style, everyone talked about their pain and it was really like a healing, transformative experience for all of those people involved. No, that sounds like it would be such a cathartic experience. Yes, that sounds it was. amazing. So during a single session of like expressive arts, mm-hmm. what would you be doing usually? So for like the art therapy piece, usually the most important thing is that it's like a board certified art therapist there, which Sarah Balacio works at the wellness center. She's like the art therapist that does different initiatives. But um, one common thing between art therapy and expressive arts is just using art as a tool to understand your feelings and like self-expression. During the sessions, like people use various Mediums like paint or yarn or knitting or like journaling is a popular one too to just navigate their feelings or to like paint on like wellness topics, which we talk about like the eight dimensions a lot. So like incorporating the eight dimensions into each session. Yeah. And so you said that like to lead a session of art therapy, one needs to be board certified. So mm-hmm. like that tells me that 
art therapy is more than just, you know, mm-hmm. taking yeah. a piece of paper and drawing something. <laughs> so like what, what exactly mm-hmm. is art therapy? Like, is there a particular way to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like the language is really important. And that's something I learned too. Cause I thought anything could be art therapy, but Sarah, as well as like just doing research has taught me like, no, this is a profession that should be, you know, regarded as such. And so, Typically, people will, you know, get their master's and their certification with art therapy that allows them to pretty much go anywhere with it. So a lot of times art therapists work in like mental health hospitals or do like outreach where they might, you know, come into the wellness center and conduct sessions or like Sarah be employed by like a wellness entity. It's a a legit thing, I'll say. Um, (laughs) But typically, like... People might hear the word therapy and think, oh, my gosh, I got to, like, expose my whole life story. When really I feel like it's more of a holistic method Mm -hmm. to therapy. So, like, the process of actually making art is therapeutic in itself so that even if you aren't necessarily talking about your problems, it's a cathartic experience. No, definitely. I mean, I know, like, every time I am able to sit down and just, like, paint something, Mm -hmm. embroider something, like, I just feel better and just like also the fact that I'm like doing something with my time instead Mm -hmm. of just sitting on my computer typing away Mm -hmm. but like a lot of other wellness things it's often one of the first things to go to the chopping block when life gets really busy like I don't know Mm -hmm. about you but like same thing with exercise and stuff it's just hard sometimes to I think to keep up with those kinds of hobbies even though they're really important Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like that's where the intentionality piece comes in because like you're saying, it's so easy for life to, like, take control of you or, like, the things you have to do mm-hmm. um, start to override the things you want to do. So I know, like, one thing in art therapy is really being intentional, like, setting aside time to be present in the moment. Like, as hard as that may sound, but, like, it really is about setting aside time to just do and not really to think about it. So what helps me is, like, I might take an art class, which isn't art therapy, but, like, if it's my first thing I'm doing in the morning, it is, like, a release, and, like, you know, it gives me energy. Yeah, so do you know, like, what is it exactly supposed to do for our mental health? Mm-hmm. So um, it's probably a lot I could say about art therapy as a whole, but, like, the lens that I'm most familiar with is, like, how it's beneficial for women of color. And so, like, in our study, an important thing, was that they say art therapy is a a really culturally congruent exercise for black women to do because typically marginalized communities do use art as like a manner of like self-expression, which is evident with like the Harlem Renaissance. People Mm -hmm. are able to use pictures or paint to convey their feelings when like words won't do justice to it. But also people with, like, trauma, PTSD, eating disorders, stuff like that. Um, It's really beneficial because almost like it operates as, like, a, I don't know if I would say distraction. But, you know, just something else to, like, escape reality, if only just for, you know, like, a moment. Yeah, and so why is it sometimes necessary that we make space on campus for people of color and especially women of color? I definitely feel like, like I was saying, it can be an outlet and a safe space because we do have, like, the Center for Student Diversity and different black orgs on campus that are that safe space for people of color. But um, I feel like it's equally important to have those safe spaces in campus-wide locations or, you know, that, like, they can go anywhere on campus and still feel that security. 
Right. So, like, I know a lot of people come and do work in the wellness center and just, like, they think this space is beautiful, so they use it for those purposes. But I don't see as many people of color utilizing it as I want to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the Black and Brown Girl Wellness Series will really be, like, that connecting piece to bring people into the wellness center. I love studying in the wellness center. Yes, the so, waterfall. So personally for you, what has art therapy done for you? And also just like thinking about your involvement with different cultural groups. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have like a favorite way to express yourself? Mm, I would say before I came to William Mary, I knew I wanted to do something with art and psychology. But it wasn't until I got into the wellness center and seen that wellness centers existed and until I met Sarah, the art therapist, that I really was like, hmm, this is something maybe I could really get into. So, like, in a nutshell, I would say it changed my whole, like, trajectory on what I want to do in life. I knew that um, in any capacity I want to be culturally responsive. So whether I am an art therapist or just, like, a clinical mental health counselor, just being there to... um serve people and marginalized groups because I find like the people that need the most help have access to it the least it's a need to show to show representation to know like this is something other people of color can get into but even if they don't want to make it a profession that they can benefit from it which is a thing I don't think a lot of people realize but also just I feel like I have like a natural inclination and gift for art like I feel like I've been blessed to be that's able awesome. to share my gift with others. So I feel like above all, that's the main thing is just to share my love for it with other people. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. I guess like going back just a little bit, because you mentioned that you don't observe as many people of color in mm-hmm. the wellness center here. Do you think that this campus has the resources? Like, do you feel like that there are spaces on campus right now or you feel welcomed and you feel like you can express yourself? Yeah, definitely. I feel like and once you find those spaces, it's like you don't want to go anywhere but that <laughs> space. So for me, I'm a WM Short Student Fellow, which is the Women's Student Undergraduate Research Experience. So like in a typical meeting, you'll see a lot of like faculty and student interactions through research. We're just talking about, you know, academic related topics, but also life. And then, you know, the CSD is a really good place where different initiatives for marginalized groups are like birthed from. Yeah, overall, I feel like there are places on campus that we can, like, seek, I guess, that safe haven. But overall, the big thing is, like, how do you make these spaces, like, I don't know, the campus rec building, Sadler, the wellness center, different academic buildings, how do you make them feel welcoming? I feel like the first way to do it is just to insert yourself in that space, and hopefully, you know, others will follow. Right, because ideally it's great to have your own space and that's Mm -hmm. super valuable, Mm -hmm. but you know, in an ideal world, you'd feel welcomed Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I hope that this initiative is going to help with that of like Mm -hmm. inserting your place that you deserve. Um, so Mm -hmm. what direction would you like to see the series go in next? Well, yeah, um, like you mentioned, I'm class 123, so I'm graduating, which is bittersweet because it's like, oh, I just birthed this new idea, but now I'm leaving. So my, like, goal is that it wouldn't be limited forever because I imagine this would be a limited series, which we've had limited series at the Wellness Center before just for a semester that aren't ongoing. My biggest goal is that it would be, like, ongoing for years to come, but also to branch out into different like black organizations at least this semester that it is here to like collaborate with 
you know, black student organization or like Essence Women of Color or even the CSD, while it is on campus that it can like reach as far and wide as it can. Yeah, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. so like, um, what is your expectation? Like, so when people come to these events, do they need mm-hmm. to bring anything? Do they need to like think about anything beforehand? No. Um, Sarah puts on her flyers a lot that no, our experience is necessary. I mean, that's really true because a lot of times people get also scared from art therapy because they think I'm not an artist, so I suck at drawing. What's the point of doing it? But one, it's not always drawing and painting. It's like a key is that you're using a variety of mediums. So if you like get over the initial fear that, you know, I won't make something beautiful and, you know, let your reins loose and just worry more about expressing yourself freely people will have like a better experience so I would just say just the readiness to express yourself and be as creative as possible is the only requirement for the sessions yeah and so when people go and sign up for this event how do they do that Mm-hmm. So um, people can go on the William Mary Health and Wellness website. And if I'm remembering correctly, it'll be on the Campus Rec portal. So the same way they sign up for things like vinyasa yoga or like cardio classes, it'll be under the special events and workshops. And so there are other wellness ambassador initiatives, for example, book club. And so that's where you can find the registration link for book club. So if you can see book club beside it, you know you're in the right place. Amazing. Well, Raven, this sounds like such an awesome event series. I'm so excited to hear how it all goes and best of luck with it all. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you also to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Helmendaller.